Spoilers Happening World. I'm your host, the Wizard of Waz, Benji Wozniak. And this week's episode, we're going to talk about AEW versus WWE. So let's get ready to rumble. So a few days ago, AEW had their uh, Revolution pay-per-view. And all the matches were actually very good, except for the ending. The ending was good, except for the finale was a ridiculous dud. Uh, it was supposed to be an explosion to the ring with John Moxley and Kenny Omega. And instead, it was just a fizzle. And the announcers tried to make it seem like it was still this big explosion, and it only made the situation worse. And um, if you know anything about like WWE, Vince McMahon is all about the ending because you got to leave them wanting more. And AEW didn't. Uh, they didn't. They didn't perform. I mean, they they blew it. They could have done so much better. And uh, if had that finale went off the way it was supposed to, like no one would have not stopped talking about that for generations. But it didn't, and uh, it was kind of pathetic. Now, before the pay-per-view, there was a, a big talk about the person being signed by AEW. This big name that was going to come to AEW was a game changer. You know, and there was talks about The Rock, Batista, Brock Lesnar. Uh, there was numerous names thrown out there. And at the end, it was Christian. And don't get me wrong, I love Christian, but it just wasn't that groundbreaking. I mean, he's okay. He's not like the Christian of old. He's just old Christian. And that's sad to say, but... It seems like AEW is following the trend that WCW did. They start bringing in all these old WWE people because of the name recognition. You know, they got the Big Show, they got Christian, they got Sting, they got Jericho, they got Matt Hardy, and I loved all those people in their day. I mean, their days have passed, and now you're just going on name recognition thinking that, oh, this is going to bring more people to view us, and uh, that's what killed WCW. I mean, you have tons of talent, tons of talent that people want to see that are young and new and no one's seen them before. I mean, that's where you want to go with. You got Kenny Omega, you got a Hangman Page, the Young Bucks. These are people that like the crowd is like, yes, I want to see these people. And instead you're feeding them X WWE superstars. And you know, that's not how it is. You got to do something better than that. Uh, WWE, uh, their talent roster is getting actually pretty good. They're, they're getting better. Uh, they bring in some new young faces and it's, starting to pay off for them uh the ratings are starting to go back up and this is going to be a good trend for them now don't get me wrong they've messed up a lot lately i mean they have the fiend bray wyatt and that is an incredible character and they could work on that but they had goldberg come in and beat him uh no just no this that was the crowd did not like that i mean goldberg's a name yes and goldberg gets recognition but goldberg's old and the, the fiend was on a roll and that's where you want to go you want the fiend to fight newer talent. I mean, I like the fact that, you know, you have him right now, not technically in a fight with Randy Orton, but building up to a fight with Randy Orton, and that's going to be awesome. So right now, the champions that you got in uh, AEW are Kenny Omega, who is the AEW World Champion, uh, Darby Allin, who is the AEW TNT Champion, uh, the Young Bucks, who are the AEW World Tag Team Champions, um, Hikaru Shida as the AEW Women's Champion. In the WWE, you got two brands. So you got Roman Reigns, who is the Universal Champion, Bobby Lashley, who is the WWE Champion. Big E, who is the Intercontinental Champion. Riddle, who is the United States Champion. Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, who are the Raw Tag Team Champions. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, who are the WWE SmackDown Champions. Uh, Asuka is the Raw Women's Champion. Sasha Banks is the SmackDown Women's Champion. And Shane Blazer and Nia Jax are the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Now, WWE does have the NXT brand, which is uh, the Meyer Leagues, technically. And uh, it's a great brand, and they're doing great things with it. They just came out with the uh, NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. But for this intensive purposes, I'm only going to talk about AEW and WWE. I'm not going to include uh, NXT at this moment. 
So for WWE, the people that can oppose the champions are Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre, Daniel Bryan, Braun Strowman, Keith Lee, Jeff Hardy, Bray Wyatt, and a plethora of other talent. And they're all viable uh, championship material. I think that any match will be great with you know the champions against these challengers. Um, I would like to see the WWE bring back Brock Lesnar and have him fight Bobby Lashley because this was supposed to be uh, an MMA fight. And I think this would be a great competition between two monster of men i mean it would just be brutality galore and you know wwe likes doing stuff like that big men fighting big men now the women's division in wwe is probably one of the most talented uh, besides the champion you got charlotte flair uh, becky lynch when she comes back you got uh, alexa bliss bailey natalia nighthart naomi and a bunch of other uh, women wrestlers who put on great performances if you ever get a chance to watch them perform they are phenomenal so actually having AEWS competition between the WWE is phenomenal for me because I grew up during the WCW-WWE wars and it was really fun to watch. I mean, the different talents competing, they, they competed at a high level and they came up with some great storylines, some great ideas, and it really kept you intrigued on what was going to happen in, in wrestling. Hulk Hogan and, and Kevin Nash and Scott Hall becoming the NWO, DX, I mean, The Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock. Ric Flair, I mean, there was everything going on at once, and it was just a lot of entertainment, and you never missed a beat. It was sad to see it come to an end. I mean, eventually you knew it was going to, and WWE prevailed. So I don't know what's going to happen with the WWE-AEW wars, but WWE has a good track record of, you know, not falling victim to other people's um, whims, and AEW's doing a great job right now, but uh, that last pay-per-view kind of ruined it for them. So I'm going to tell you two funny true stories that happened in my life that dealt with wrestling. Uh, the first one was when I was younger. I was, uh, oh, God, 12, 13 years old. And my mom and dad decided to take me to go see wrestling up in New Hampshire. Now, this is a time period when you had Andre the Giant, Killer Khan, Don Morocco, Pedro Morales, Bob Backlund. You had all the old old timers. Uh, so we went up to New Hampshire, and we were sitting out in front of the, the auditorium where we were supposed to go in, and we got out the car. My mom had bad legs, so it was hard for her to walk. And the security guard saw her and said, would you like to come inside? So, you know... We're like, yeah. So, you know, me and my friend Billy Plourd, we went in, we sat with my mom in our seats. And uh, as we're sitting there, we heard a commotion out back. And when we turned around, it was these people that were supposed to be hating each other, you know, uh, death matches and everything, coming in together, laughing and having a good time. It was, you know, Don Morocco, Killer Khan, Pedro Morales, all hanging out. So this is our first experience in knowing that it was fate. Uh, then Andre the Giants came in, and this man, I kid you not, was the biggest thing I ever saw in my life. To a 12-year-old, he was ginormous, and he walked up, and they saw my mother, and they were like, oh, you know, what are you doing here? And, you know, she explained that, you know, she had bad legs and everything. But here I am in awe, because these are the people I, like, absolutely adored on television, and they're talking to my mother and everything, and I had nothing to say. I didn't get an autograph. I just stood there stupid. And they explained what was going to happen, and, you know, they were telling us basically the story of what's going to happen in the show, and it was just really funny. And uh, they went off and did their merry thing. But it, for me, it was a, an amazing experience because I actually got to meet my heroes as a kid, you know, and, and see them up close and personal. And that was great. And then my friend Billy got in the ring and was bouncing around, you know, so it was a lot of fun. My second story is when I was older, uh, I was with my baby's mama. We were in my friend Lisa Legia's house, and we were over at this restaurant in Nashville, New Hampshire called Anthony's. And as Lisa was cutting my baby's mother's hair, I looked out the window, and Triple H in China got out of a like a Volkswagen uh, rabbit or a beetle and um, a beetle and they 
walked into the restaurant. So I'm like, oh my God, like looking at the television because they were on television. So it was like a, you know, recording, but they must've done a show in Boston. So here they are, they walked in. So like, we're freaking out because we want to meet these people. So we run downstairs and we wait and we're waiting on this rock and Triple H and China come walking out and my ex ran up to them and I sat on the rock and I didn't want to bother them because I thought about it and I was like, you know, they, they were just eating and everything. They didn't want to deal with the, the people, but they were super nice to her. They gave her an autograph and they were in DX gear and everything it was really cool. And I really did appreciate Triple H and China doing that. It was a very special moment in her life and in mine, even though I didn't get to meet them, I actually got to watch how nice they were and interacted with her and they didn't have to do that. Now I'd like to go back and talk about the AEW talent. Um, I'd like to start off with uh, Hangman Adam Page. Uh, he's a phenomenal performer, and you know he's probably one of the best talents out there right now, and AEW's lucky to have him. Then you got Brian Cage, Chris Jericho, Cody Rhodes, uh, Frank Kazarian, uh, John Moxley, Matt Hardy, uh, Orange Cassidy, Pac, and then Paul White. And uh, they, like I said, they have a great talent roster, and I'd just like to see them use the, the people that aren't as famous and build them up. That's one thing WWE hasn't done is when someone comes in that's uh, not that famous, they don't really build them up right away, and that's what they have to do. I mean, they got some people that no one's seen, and it would be great for them to, like, expose this talent that they've just uh, hired. To be honest, the possibilities for AEW are endless. I mean, they have great talent pool, and if they can just tap into the, the youth and make that a movement, then they could blow WWE out of the water right now. I mean, as far as talent-wise, WWE's got some great talent, but they're just not utilizing them. And I think that's one of the reasons a lot of people want to leave WWE right now is because they're not being utilized. And note that the creative team's not listening to what they want to do. I mean, I, I heard Matt Hardy talk about why he wanted to leave because they wouldn't actually accept any of his ideas. And that's a shame because, you know, it's your character and you want to build it the way you want. And if they just let them do that, that'd be probably one of the best things they could do. I would like to see the Demon versus... Um, the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, and maybe an Undertaker versus The Fiend. Uh, that would probably be really interesting. And I, I, I would love to see WWE do something where, like, The Undertaker transforms himself into a younger version of The Undertaker, like puts his, his essence into a, a younger version of himself and, and keeps The Undertaker alive, you know, brings a, a new model into the world and uh, becomes his manager or something. That'd be, that'd be a good idea. And, it, you know, he could actually pair that with, you know, The Fiend, something to think about. Now, on AEW, they have a ton of factions, and I think that's cool. The factions are all right. Um, WWE doesn't have enough, and AEW has too many. Uh, the other night, uh, MJF broke away from Chris Jericho and formed his own faction and threw Jericho off the stage and threw a table, so that was kind of cool, and I want to see where this leads. Um, like I said, it's 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 entertaining to have the, the variety of the two shows, I, so I think it's really good that they're both together fighting each other for, you know, ratings and everything. I think as fans, we need to appreciate more what these people put their bodies through to give us a show, by the way. They are, some of them end up crippled for life, and it's just to make us uh, have a great show and put on a great performance. They're true entertainers, and they believe in their hearts that sacrificing themselves to put on a good show is the right thing to do. Uh, Mick Foley, Terry Funk, I mean, this is what they've done all their lives, and we need to, like, understand that it's hard to become get medical coverage for these people because of what they do for a living so you know a lot of them pay this out of pocket and then later on in life they don't have anything to show for it so um any appreciation you can show these people any love you know is it would be much appreciated by them, i'm sure and i'd like to send a shout out to becky lynch whose father just passed away uh, i'm sorry to hear that becky lynch uh, my condolences and uh, if you guys have anything you want to share with the show or have opinions on the show, please uh, use our Facebook page or, you know, write us on our email. Uh, those are on the other podcasts. You can find it. 
And um, I thank you all for tuning in to us. And uh, please tune in next time for What's Happening.